This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week, we have a special guest, Melissa Gearing. She's a naturopath from Newcastle. She's the host of the Naked Naturopath podcast and author of From Peasant Foods to Superfoods. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thanks, Susie. It's a pleasure to be here with you. It's great to have you. So why don't you tell my listeners a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, well, I guess I went the old school way to become a naturopath and did the like three advanced diplomas. Then I did the bachelor degree and now I'm doing the master's degree. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know, as you do. And in that time, like while studying and whilst practicing, you know, because once I got my diploma of herbal medicine, I started practicing straight away. So I've been in clinical practice for nine years now. Wow. Which, um, yeah, it feels like ages. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it out loud. But I also yeah. started writing cookbooks. And um, From Peasant Foods to Superfoods is my recent cookbook. It's my third cookbook. Fantastic. And, you know, we are just saying about the name of it and what we're going to chat on today. Yeah. It kind of fit in really well. And, it, and I really think, um, you know, a lot of that peasant food background will come in handy uh, for, for our chat. So yes. um, that's me. Um, in a nutshell. Excellent. That's fantastic. So I appeared on your podcast a little while ago and we got into some discussion about gut health. And do you find that gut health is a big part of your practice? Because I find it is a huge part of mine. I don't think that like as a naturopath, right, a fundamental philosophy is looking at the gut and um, really believing that a lot of ill health comes from um, our gut not being 
as well as it could be, as put together as it could be, or not containing the right microbes or the right balance of microbes. So as a naturopath, I don't think that you can treat anybody without considering the gut. Absolutely. Absolutely. I find personally, when I get a really complex client come in who maybe has some fertility issues, maybe has some digestive issues, maybe has some mental health issues going on, and you think, oh my goodness, where do I even start? Starting with the gut just provides that foundation because if the gut is not working well, you're not going to be absorbing your nutrients. You're certainly not going to be absorbing any of your herbal medicine. So to start with the gut can be a really great way to set that foundation so that the other treatment protocols can start to work well. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a whole um, section in my book on gut health and I know it's really trendy and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, gut health. I've read all about it. I've heard all about it and blah, blah, blah. But it really is, um, it's one of the first three things that's formed when you conceive for your child. Mm. Um, and so if you're, if nature, mother nature and our ancestral history and all of our, um, you know, uh, biochemical basis thinks that the gut is one of the three most important things to form when we begin a new life. Yeah. How can, you know, how can it, we just look past it and think, oh yeah, no, that's not going to matter. It's, it's going to be fine after antibiotics. It's going to be fine with the bad food that we put in or, um, you know, the stress that we encounter day to day. It's, it doesn't matter uh, what we're doing to our gut. It's, it's, you know, it's ludicrous to think yeah. that it doesn't matter. So um, yes, we, Gut, the gut is trendy and, you know, <laughs> we hear so much about it. But I think breaking it down today with you, I'm really looking forward to giving people just some tactile tools yes. that they can kind of take out into the gut plethora of ridiculousness, which we're excited to talk about as well. Yes. <laughs> In their day-to-day lives and kind of just make this stuff matter yes. and make this stuff, um, you know, easy to implement. Yes. Absolutely. And the thing is with the gut, and it would be, I'd be interested to know over the past nine years of your clinical practice and when you were training, was there a big focus on the microbiome? Because it seems to me that the microbiome research is, is, is just moving so rapidly and it seems to be relatively new. I know certainly for me, my background is in the pharmaceutical industry and I used to call on gastroenterologists and, and even if I think about kind of 10 years ago, it was not really a thing that we would be talking about at all. So I'd be interested to see from a naturopathic point of view Mm. at that point, whether that was a thing. The short answer is no. Mm. Uh, I was not trained on like basically nothing. We we did a lot of work on gut herbs and how we can heal the gut, all that kind of stuff. But in terms of the microbiome and getting into the nitty gritty of that, no. And then two years ago, I um, did a little stint in teaching and teaching herbal medicine. And we went through uh, like the clinical applications of probiotics for certain uh, specific diseases. So, you know, like this bacteria for eczema, this bacteria for um, whatever else it might be, for reflux or whatever. And that was really the the most detail that we got in teaching it as well. Um, And, you know... It's interesting you say that because I was I was talking about some stats on this and in the last I think eight years we've had a hundred thousand papers come out on the microbiome. Wow! Yeah. yeah. Wow. Previous to that, next to nothing. Yeah. So yeah, it's all really recent. It's all really relevant. However, as a naturopathic, um, you know, coming from naturopathic philosophy, it's not new at all. Mm. Uh, 
but you're right. I don't know where we, we learn that. Maybe it's just in <laughs> clinic, but what, what is the principle? It's like, um, all disease begins in the gut. Yes. You know, that basic start. Um, yes. We would learn, but no, the science really wasn't there to support it when I yes. did my studies. Yeah. I, I, th- <laughs> I think, and that's one of the things I think with naturopathy is there is a lot of intuitive thought that goes into how we approach treating patients. And I really love, you know, when I speak to people that have been in this industry for quite a long time and, and how the training has changed from being more of that intuitive, I guess, aspect to the very much evidence-based now that we're doing bachelor degrees and masters, certainly there's it's very much about the evidence base. But even in the past, before that evidence probably was certain, we kind of knew that, and, and I guess the naturopathic um, practitioners just worked that way anyway, even though they didn't know, I guess, that you were dealing with the microbiome, you knew that by giving certain foods, you were getting a good result with your patient Absolutely. or giving certain herbal medicines. So I guess it, it does have a basis in that more um, anecdotal evidence and knowledge, and now it's being confirmed with the science, which is incredible and as you say like you know what people I think don't realize with probiotics in particular is they are researched in particular disease states and Mm -hmm. there's reams of research now looking at a whole bunch of different diseases even things like anxiety there are specific probiotics that we use for anxiety and you think wow what you know obesity like it's 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 quite um fascinating i love this stuff which is why i guess i i attract a lot of gut patients because i just i don't know i must put it out there but um yeah i find that that's something that probably isn't as well known and so you and i were having a bit of a chat before about you know how frustrating it is as practitioners when you see foods and like food companies are now coming out and bringing out probiotics in like i I saw the other day some probiotic chips advertised on a side of a bus and i've been into the health food shop and seen you know probiotics in bliss balls and in uh breakfast cereal and in chocolate like a whole bunch of different Mm. food products and it's kind of like a is this necessary b is this actually helpful or harmful and c Mm -hmm. it's very expensive so is it really just a marketing exercise and i don't i'm not saying i know the answer to that but i just think it'd be really great to have a conversation and maybe just educate our listeners as to really do they need this and should they be just taking this on board because they have a bit of tummy trouble or should they Mm. be getting a little bit more specific advice yeah like how much do you put up with i guess Mm. in terms of your tummy trouble being normal and just grabbing a bliss ball and thinking well this has probiotics this is enough this will help or seeing a practitioner and getting um, some proper treatment because, like, all those questions are valid. Um, but also, uh, is it therapeutic? Yes. I don't know. Do they colonize? I don't know. Yes. Like, are they still yeah. alive if they're on the shelf? <laughs> and probably if they're in a bliss ball, they've been packed with some kind of carbohydrate. Are they viable? Yes. You know, like those those probiotics, they're very um, uh, picky. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they don't like everybody. They they're very picky with who they hang out with and how they're stored and how they're transported. And you know, when I worked in health food for a really long time, and um, I used to love Inner Health Plus mm. because they were so specific about their transport. And yes. at the time, it was just the best probiotic that we had. 
because yeah. other probiotics were coming to us and they'd come hot and they'd say like, or, you know, room temperature yes. and they'd say, you can store us in the fridge. And I'm like, well, how am I meant to guarantee that that probiotic is any good by the time the person gets it and takes it and, and even has opened it 30 times if yes. it's a month's worth, yeah. how do I know if it's any good? Uh, by the time it comes to me warm and you're mm. saying refrigerate it. And so there's lots of different kind of, I guess, components of that. And, you know, in a health plus, they used to do like nitrogen flush their bottles and they would uh, make sure it was definitely at that particular temperature, the whole transport time, and then guarantee that those bugs were live and viable uh, till the end of that cycle of probiotics. So if you got a month's worth, they would still yeah. be viable for a month. Yeah. However, you know, in a health plus is bovine source. We know that it's cow source. So it doesn't colonize as well as a human derived probiotic. So there's lots of different stuff that, you know, yes. where does the probiotic come from that's in the bliss ball? I don't know. No, exactly. What strain is it? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is it specific for what the issue is that you're having? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things I think that, that I wanted to bring up because I don't like seeing people waste their money on products mm -hmm. that aren't beneficial. And at worst, maybe there can be some harm in that it's still, it's going to disrupt the bacteria yes. that you've got potentially if there's enough bacteria in there. And if it does get in there and, and disrupt things, it can potentially cause a problem. I, I, I mean, who knows? It's, it would just be a bit of a guess as to what's actually in there, how many are still viable, if any. And if there aren't any viable, then, yeah, sure, it's not going to be harmful. But I'm sure these things have premium pricing on them and you're just kind of wasting your money. I mean, I guess the thing is because a lot of the patients, one, by the time they've come to see me, they have tried a number of different things. It's not something that they've just become unwell in the past week and decided to come and see me. Generally, they've had issues going on for some people years and years. So... I guess you get a bit desperate and you try anything. Yeah. yeah so I guess one of the messages oh, is get some advice early if you are yes. having. <laughs> Unfortunately, as naturopaths, we do seem to be a last resort. Yeah. Um, interestingly, our price point often comes in as a problem there. However, yeah. if you've bought 10 or even 20 of these products from the shelf trying to you know, self-prescribe and treat yourself, then um, we probably would be cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, then exactly. <laughs> that way. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff we can fix. So, you know, I just did a bunch of call arounds this morning for my clients. You know, I run this report and I'm like, who hasn't seen me for six months, seven months, eight months, whatever it yeah. might be. And I did the call arounds and I had a lady, I'm talking to her and we always have a good chat. And she says, I'm so sorry. I only call you when there's something wrong, Mel. And I'm like, well, that's okay. <laughs> that's, you know, that's fine. That's what I'm here for. The thing is she came to me for reflux and she doesn't have that anymore. So she doesn't need me right now. She's doing really yeah. well. She feels really well. Like it can be that simple. Yeah. Um, and some of this gut stuff we're talking about is quite complex, yes. but often we can get to the bottom of it and um, fix it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. And that's the thing. I mean, and a lot of the time it actually gets fixed really quickly. Like, yes. you know, I sometimes <laughs> get people come to me and they've had chronic constipation for maybe eight years yeah. and two weeks after seeing me, they're great. And it's like a revelation that just making a few dietary changes and maybe doing a little bit of gut healing. And then before we've even started working with probiotics, suddenly things are on track. 
after such yeah. a long period of time. So I do think that, yeah, having qualified advice from someone that has experience and knowledge in the area is really important rather than just popping some probiotics, whether it's from the, the health food shop or the pharmacy or from food type of sources, um, I think is really valid. But when you get someone that comes to you with a gut issue, maybe something like a chronic constipation or something that is, um, you know, fairly, that's fairly common, where do you start with someone like that? Diet. Diet, yeah. Generally, like I want to know what they're eating because it, it comes back to what we're putting in, right? Yeah. And sure, some stuff might not be working right, but let's find out what they're putting in and see if we can make some adjustments there because food as medicine is one of the most mm. powerful, you know, things in our training. 